Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are on day six with All the Pretty People by Nadia Bolkin. And is, this one is in Christmas and Other Horrors. Uh, Nadia is an indigenous Indonesian, sorry, Indonesian, American political scientist and author of short stories, largely in the horror genre. And the plot is a group of college graduate friends get together to celebrate Festivus while a secret lingers amongst them. So this one I liked for how secular it was. Explain. And they were because, and the author put this in the note in the back is the idea that there are some people who ironically celebrate something either because they can't get together as friends on the actual day, or because they don't believe in it, but they still want an excuse to get together. Right. Um. So I like the idea that these this group of friends has created this party that they go to, but. As they're starting to get older, as they're starting to progress in life, it's not quite having the same impact as it used to. Yeah. Do you not agree? Did you did you no, oh, no, did you I like mean, this story? I guess. I, not not particularly. I I thought it was um a little too predictable, and not in the good way that sometimes predictable is good. Um, I, I knew the instant they started talking about the missing friend that she was going to show up as a ghost. And, mm -hmm. you know, part of that's the fault of what we're reading. So yeah. it's inevitable. Um, but, and it was, it, to me, it was just highly unpleasant. The, the, the characters were unpleasant. Um, I think it was supposed to be. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be. Yeah. That doesn't make it any more enjoyable to read. So yeah, I I I didn't particularly care for this one. Oh, see, I didn't mind it. It did take me a little bit to get settled into it initially, though part of that was because I was distracted by a bearded dragon. Um, but I kind of liked seeing how everyone was at fault. Yeah, and that sometimes these friendships that we have are just not healthy. And they need to be let go. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for the main character. I think to me, maybe it was kind of a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and I, I see like Allie has a friend that does a mm -hmm. holiday party, a holiday party and invites her friends and does a theme and, and, um, Every year, and, and I've noticed as the years have gone by, it's become fewer and fewer people that show up and all of that. Um, but that's not a thing that I would ever even comprehend doing. But I grew up in a massive family. Yeah. Like, huge family. Yeah. Um, and we got together every Christmas at mm -hmm. our grandparents' house and then the other side of the family, much smaller family, but we mm -hmm. got together every year at Christmas um, and had our get-togethers. They were very different get-togethers. <laughs> um, and, and so this, this whole, and 
the other thing is for me friends are very transient i yeah i i i don't have friends from high school um if i if i was to manage to run into them which i'm not even in the same state any longer so it's not ever going to happen kind of have one friend from high school you don't guys regularly talk all the time amy they moved when I was in middle school. Oh, okay. So she you would be a childhood grade friend. friend. Yeah, you yeah. have a childhood friend yes, then. A chi- Sorry. Much younger childhood yeah. friend. So there would never have been an establishment of yeah. us getting together. Um, so if I, yes, if I'm in the state that she is in and I'm in the mood to visit people, I will let them know that we're there. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy getting together with them. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Um, but no, this this is this is beyond my comprehension. To want to do this is beyond my comprehension. So it's kind of funny because I think you're correct in a generational thing, because the group that would do the huge family has to get together thing, boomers. Yeah, and I'm I'm you're I'm, Gen X. So I'm Gen X, but my siblings are boomers. Yeah, if you, if you cut it down but, by gender by date lines. But your parents were the ones who were having boomer children. Yes, they were the ones that are collecting yep. all of that generation together. Yep. Um, you were to the tail end of that, so you had to deal with the giant big mm-hmm. family parties. Mm-hmm. And Gen X, I think, as a generation, is not as big on the whole, let's get all the family together. Well, no, because we were neglected and, and, and I was not. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's be very clear. Yes, I'm Gen X. And there are aspects of my life that is Gen X. But I was not a latchkey kid. My mother yeah. stayed home and, and took care of us. Yeah. I do that in air quotes. Took, took care of us was the TV was on and, and yeah. we, we did what we wanted. Um, I was feral. It, it was the, the entire neighborhood was our playground. We, yeah. You know, we, we didn't boundaries didn't exist Wait, on the, properties. The idea is that yeah. you were of a generation that did not find pleasantness in, in gatherings, oh, in no. gatherings. Well, yeah, no, these, this forced family was never an, a, a, a thing that I enjoyed, yeah. especially since I was kind of an outlier in that my dad's family was very different than my mother's family. Mm-hmm. And I veered more towards the personality of my dad's family than mm-hmm. my mother's family. And so, yeah, it was, n- it was never a pleasant thing. And so th- this, so then every then, aspect of this story is an unpleasant well, thing for it's, me. Then there is millennials and millennials are heavy on the notion of found family. Yeah. Um, Gen Z as well. Though it then has the weird growing up online kind of aspect to Gen Z, mm-hmm. where they have found family, but I don't know that they necessarily do the whole like they're not get necessarily together. a physical fa- yeah, found, found family. family. Um, so this was I think a very millennial story, which I think the author is about my age. I oh, look that up. Every aspect of this just yeah. I'm just trying to remember. Screamed millennial. The, the the speech patterns that were written out. I think I looked her up. 36. So yeah. yeah, she's just a couple of years older than I am. Yeah. Um. And so this was a very much a millennial concept, mm-hmm. but an examination that it's not necessarily a healthy concept yeah. for millennials. This idea that we keep forcing these friendships yeah. beyond their capacity. Yeah. Um, instead of being like, okay, you're my friends, and letting people fall away, except for those who actually have yeah. sticking power. Well, and and the one thing I will say about the differences between millennials and boomers and Gen mm-hmm. X is 
boomers and Gen X had a tendency to stay where they were from. Yeah. I did not fall again. Yeah. I don't fall into very many traps that Gen X falls into. Um, Cause I, and I had zero desire to stay put mm-hmm. again for my father's side of the family, for my yeah. father. It, it, I had nothing, no more desire in the world than to get out of where I was from. Yeah. But not in like the runaway to LA thing, which yeah. was the, which was the, you just wanted the, to see the world. I wanted to see the damn world and I yeah. wanted to know how everybody else lived. And that was yeah. awesome. This, this, the, yeah, the clinginess and the need to have people and things in my life is just not something that exists for me. No. Um, you say goodbye. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I'll find somebody else or I won't. Um, although it is kind of funny because you have somehow drawn others in to the family. Because I mean, there's there's Sarah who is kind of family. Yeah. Oh no. And I wouldn't say it's me who's drawn people in. I would say it's you guys who have drawn people in. Um, but but you're they want to be around you and Dad. Yeah. Because it's it's if it was just a us thing, then they would just continue to hang out with us. But they. I don't know how much that is that kind of California. In in, I don't want to start ripping on California. And here mm-hmm. we do live here, but Californians don't take care of their children the way other areas do yeah um and again there's a bit more of a hustle in california yeah. where and and part of it is there's where you can live and there's where you have to work and there's a significant amount of time it, between yeah. the two between the two yeah which it's... does take out of family and, and californian parents tend to be less because it's expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if as a child, if you want to go to the prom, you're going to have to buy your own dress. You're mm-hmm. going to have to arrange your own transportation. You're going to, mm-hmm. because your parents may be working two or three jobs and barely yeah. able to afford the rent. Yeah. So if you want to do those extras, you got to do them yourself. Yeah. Whereas I find that absolutely offensive. Yeah. And so when the children that are part of your guys' lives need more of that they are adults now but the individuals yes i know we are children to to me (laughs) i am and your father is more than willing to draw them in yeah we've allowed we have offered for people to live here if they Mm -hmm. need space from their own families yeah um and we'll adopt them and and they're going to get the love and care that they need here yeah, is it, it's just funny because you guys yeah. kind of provide an opportunity for a found family kind of setting. Yeah. Um, but but it's, that's more but of a, it's a healthy dynamic yeah, as opposed to this a, forced found yeah. family situation, which this story very much was. It was forced, forced found family. family. Yeah, well, it's they found a family and then they tried to to maintain it. And yeah, it's not even they found a family. They found a group of friends and tried to force that group of right. friends to be family. Right, right. And, it, and that's I, and I'm afraid. sorry, it's but like, same when same. you are attracted to and or commingling in your group of friends mm-hmm. to that capacity, that is never going to be a healthy family style dynamic. And I've seen people my age try to do it, and that is always. Do you mean like the interdating and all of that? Oh yeah, yeah. See that that is such a junior high high school thing that mm-hmm. and you you should grow out of that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be swapping partners mm-hmm. um because 
no matter what, jealousy exists. Yeah. Even if you manage to say you have a child and you manage to mm-hmm. come out of that relationship and you manage to, in a mm-hmm. healthy way, progress to being a parent. You then can't have your best friend sleeping with your ex. It, it just won't work. Yep. It just won't work. It's unhealthy. And yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not healthy for the children. It's not healthy for the parents. It, yeah. It's, yeah. No. And, and I've, I've seen firsthand the toxicity of that kind of mm-hmm. friend dynamic. I was an outsider into this fan, this friend dynamic. In fact, I could picture all of these people. I felt like I had interacted with them before. Mm. Um. Oh, the the people in this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very particular person that I'm sure you are. Well, I don't know which character in the book it is, but yeah. No, just which person from my past likely had this group dynamic. Oh, if we're talking about your ex, then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is this was that dynamic that that this could have been plucked straight from them. Yeah. Um, but I think I think. Without the murder that I know of. <laughs> you know of. I just think that there's this, just this need for family. Mm-hmm. And um, some people manage to grow a family mm-hmm. and it works. And some people manage to grow a family and it doesn't. Yeah. And then when you have these children that are in this family that doesn't work, there is a strong desire to create Unfortunately, it's a lot of times out of college mm-hmm. and these are forks. It's forced proximity, which I know mm-hmm. is a trope you love, but is not, not a good reality. Life, no. <laughs> um, because it's who you find in the dorms. It's who yeah. you find in, not even in the classrooms. I don't think, I think it's who you find in the dorms it's, when it comes out of college. Yeah. It, it's a combination of both. I mean, yeah. it usually starts out with the core of the group were people who freshman year were in the dorms, right. bonded, spending every non-class moment together, if not also taking classes together, yeah. Yeah. and then drawing in those external elements that might be that one person they bonded with in class. And right, so, right. Um, but yeah, usually it's the dorm life. and. Let's be real, dorms. They're just throwing you randomly on floors. Yeah, there is they, no they, psychological you, you, like. You, you fill out those forms, or these yeah. are all the things I like, and and look at who they paired you with that first yeah. year. <laughs> that was insane. I was oh, like, really, man. this person? Yeah, because you're like you were world driven, and she was from small town. Small. I mean, yeah, there aren't many smaller towns than where yeah. she was find, from, and we're not gonna yeah. call out where that is. Um, but yeah, it's, but if that's all you have, if that, if that's all this, the, yeah. the safety you have and, and you're at that age where you're disconnecting from your family and you mm-hmm. may have had an unhealthy family, um, yeah, you kind of fall into these, yeah. into these needs. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I could, I could recognize all of this in the story. I just found it You're horribly the, unpleasant. I was you were not, not the, the audience. audience. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I did not find it unpleasant. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Nope. This seems like something that would happen. I, I believe this a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really like, I don't have much to say beyond it it's kind of one where i think people just need to read it and either they'll like it and they'll relate to it and find it interesting or they'll read it and be like oh man this was dumb yeah i I don't think there's a middle ground i i kind of liked 
the ghost coming back and getting her revenge. Yeah. Because she was horribly neglected. And I could identify a little bit with being the one that was outside. But again, yeah. this felt so high school to me. And again, and, it, and it's I know it's not high school. I yeah. know it's, it's... it's No, it's very, very millennial. It's right. It's very I millennial. Know, but in, in, unfortunately, millennials still get called high schoolers. I know. Because we kind of... But I think it is because so many of the traits that you all as a generation adopted and clung to for us, Gen X boomers, it was very high school behaviors. Well, let's be realistic here. And the boomers have not permitted us oh, to no. actually thrive in an adult life. <laughs> you think they've allowed you to? <laughs> I know. They not only, you know, don't allow us to thrive in an adult life, they abused us on the way up. Yeah. There. <laughs> so, Instead, yeah. we were almost infantilized and then not allowed yeah. to be adults. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I think a lot tend to cling to those because that was the last time for a millennial where they were given optimism as to what the future would be. Is, oh, oh, yeah. College, you're going to love it. You're going to make your best friends. We're, you know, you're going to. And yeah. then by the time a lot of us were getting out of college, we're in extreme debt. We don't have any yep. jobs. The housing market is crashing and it's not improved since then. Nope. So nope. it doesn't surprise me that there were groups of people who are still just. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Nope. Okay. Then on that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. Mm -hmm.